1: welcome to pickle me this the officially unofficial podcast for rick and morty on cartoon network's adult swim i'm your host jim and i'm aaron you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts today we're covering season five episode six titled rick and morty's thanksploitation spectacular here's aaron with the recap Rick and Morty are at a
0: nation's capital to steal the Constitution, which contains a secret map leading to a powerful and fantastic treasure, the Crypt of the New World. Unfortunately, Morty ends up destroying the priceless artifact along with half the monuments of Washington, D.C. This leads to our dynamic duo being in hot water with POTUS, the President of the United States, once more. Rick sees but one way out. He's got to transform himself into a turkey to get a presidential pardon on Thanksgiving.
1: All right, Aaron, what would you think of this episode? You know, I thought this is a good just mainline main sequence Rick and Morty episode.
0: Um, it didn't blow my mind from a temporal or spatial dynamics standpoint, but I like this president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think him and Rick's dynamic is funny. Uh, the idea that Rick would, you know, again, transform himself into something ridiculous to avoid doing something unpleasant or whatever, I think is, is, is solid and, uh, yeah. Other than I don't know, sometimes it felt a little weird, little weird punch downy, uh, with uh, with rural Americans at some of this, some of the stuff. But, hmm. uh, you know, maybe maybe that's just me. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I I'm surprised at how much I like this episode given what it is. It's a Thanksgiving episode in the middle of summer. Uh, (laughs) At which I guess they do because they don't ever get a chance to do Thanksgiving episodes. I I don't know. Well, I've got some speculation. We could engage in if you want to. We could save that for later. Maybe they were angry that they missed July 4th by a week. So they decided to do two birth of America (laughs) episodes in a row. (laughs) Uh, they
0: yeah, they're like, uh well, we can't hit July, so let's just do a bunch of holidays unrelated and we'll just make it a thing.
1: That's season five. It's just all the holidays the uh, holidays okay. next week. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, if they do that, I'll be happy. Uh but I, I liked it. I thought it, it's like I said, it's it's kind of more of the same too. Um like, you know, last week we had basically Rick teaming up with the president to go to war against the Space Sperm. Um or that was two weeks mm. ago, I guess but mm-hmm. th- they're kind of replaying a lot of the hits here is this is pickle Rick again, right? This is, yep. This is a lot of the stuff that Rick and Morty does before, but remashed in, in a different way that I, I kind of liked it. I don't know. I, I think I liked it better than the last couple episodes. Interesting. Um, Cause I, I think I liked the last episode
0: better than this, but it's like, you know, like I said, this is like just a mainline Rick and Morty episode. It'll be probably fun to watch on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, um, you're right. This is exact. And I, I saw that some people were unhappy that this was essentially the space sperm episode, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit more, I guess, grounding or a little bit more there, there. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, there's nothing wrong with a competent execution of a bad idea <laughs> or, or like, you know, like, like it's just doing the same idea, only making it work this time. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, like, so much angst in the community about Rick and Morty losing her way and, you know, whether they're still funny anymore or whether they're just now either South Park or, or uh, Family Guy and, and you know, who knows which is the worst sin to be. But, uh, yeah, I just think that this is a, just a solid Rick and Morty episode with some really good sight gags. Like, I, f- I find the... United States inferior Rick and Morty technology to still be hilarious. Like the Turkey transformation sequence seems horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it seems like painful and degrading and unreliable and and all that stuff. And I, I think that's, that's really funny. And there's also something funny about the way uh, it's Keith David, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The way he plays this president as both, Kind of like clueless, but also hyper self aware. um, Is I I don't know, man, and his voice and the fact that he's he's buff as hell, (laughs) stripped down nude in three quarters of his episodes. (laughs) Like I really, I really like that. I think it's funny.
1: Oh, I got so much to say on that. Uh, Did they make the president more of a child this episode than usual? Like he's he's talking about booger eaters and he's using a lot of like childlike language. And I was surprised by that. Cause I don't remember that about the see, president. See, that's the other thing is like,
0: that's a cartoon thing. That's part of like, and I think that Dan Harmon likes the, you know, classic sitcom kind of experience of, I mean, think about Homer Simpson, uh, Homer Simpson in season one, of the Simpsons was recognizably a regular dad who, yeah, yeah. you know, had lost his cool and he's dealing with his brat son and hated his job and all that stuff but like homer in by season 10 was an act of moron uh-huh. like two brain cells to power and one of them was concerned with beer and the other was donuts um, what well, is he in season so 30 like, or whatever it is now that's what i'm saying i just went to season 10 because i know what it was <laughs> back in the quote-unquote glory the years. and there's right. this you see it in a lot of comedies especially like always sunny You know, you look at season one Mm -hmm. and they're like despicable people, but also none of them are like murderers or rapists or, you know, uh, doing some, I I think there's this temptation that like you find something funny in a character, like a quirk Mm -hmm. and everyone likes that thing. So you make it, you know, they become more of that. So like Keith David, it's funny when he's talking like presidential, but also kind of like he's stupid and he's vain and. Like just lean, they keep leaning into that. So I think you're detecting a real thing, which is just the everyone's character becomes more and more strong in a in a sitcom
1: uh, yeah. until something resets it or the sitcom ends. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny to me that they would lean into that uh dynamic for the president, but then the thing that people really love, which is the continuity, they're like, nah, nah, not going to give you any of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, continuity is not a typical uh, sitcom. That's true. Uh, strong points Like, I think that, like, if you listen to Dan and his uh, podcast appearances, he actively doesn't like the novelization of television that's happening. Like, I think he likes episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there's room for both, but like, I think there's a there's like a craftsmanship to episodic television, like making the characters so indelible that you only need to experience a couple lines of dialogue to kind of get them and also flexible enough to like, you can do this, put this in a situation a hundred times and it's not boring. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's like some kind of Fabergé egg of Hollywood creativity. Right.
1: Sure. I can see admiring that. Yeah. You hear that Rick and Morty fans. You're watching a basic bitch animated sitcom. You are. You're (laughs) watching the golden
0: girls with uh, (laughs) a spiky haired Doctor who.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what you're, what you're doing. Uh, um, I, I, I'm i curious. All right, let's let's talk about this because Amazon advertises this season as uncensored. And I I couldn't help but notice it's definitely censored. What is this false advertising? Dude. Is this like you're just not going to show the president's dick? I mean, I get not showing Morty's dick. Sure.
0: Oh, the blurkeling. OK, I thought because yeah. because um, I thought I've heard some beeps when I'm watching oh. like a, like Maybe when I'm watching the midnight version, they're ingesting the live version and they don't get the uncensored one until I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Um, but but uh, yeah, the blurkle dick. I guess there's a line that they don't want to they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to animate uh, human penises because they certainly I mean, there's balls and dicks everywhere in the show, like the turkeys yeah. are sporting one on every chin this episode. <laughs> uh, are they? I didn't notice. It's pretty ballsacky, but then again, nice. you got to take that out of God because turkeys, their neck, the the warbler, whatever the hell, the the, the
1: waddle that, that's pretty ballsacky for sure. So, so that tells me it's like in the original animation, right? They they never even drew the dicks in the first place.
0: <sighs> yeah, or they they it, like because like, I guess if I was an animator, I'd always draw the dick and blur, blur, blurkle it. Right, right. It's like a lot easier sure. than like what else are you gonna do? Like put an ampersand there and blurkle it. I guess that's easier. <laughs>
1: just put the, <laughs> yeah. put a
0: capital P, a Times New Roman capital P, blurkle it. It's the it's the oldest animation trick <laughs> in the world. It's <laughs> your it makes a perfect censored human dick.
1: It definitely, like I'm sure they lovingly crafted. They spent the time to animate the swinging, the hanging nuts and the swinging dicks, and then they just oh they
0: went full cyberpunk with it. And then, oh yeah. They just, once again, they were thwarted by the, the Blurkle. Those rotten censors. <laughs> Shall we talk about the episode now? Yeah, let's do it. This is one of those, like, it's just one thing going on episodes. There's not like an A and B plot to cut back to. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a B plot with the Smith's Thanksgiving um, that Jerry and Beth are trying to valiantly hold in the face of Rick going to war with the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've already discussed it by acknowledging that it's there. Um, what do you? Okay, I think this is an episode that's trying to say something about Thanksgiving that at least I've felt, and probably a lot of younger Americans, which is the inherent contradiction between the story we are all told. And I'm speaking as a Gen Xer. I don't know what. Uh, Jin, you know the Zoomers are being told nowadays, but mm-hmm. um, you know that uh, the 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 Pilgrims came for personal freedom and religious expression, and they were having a rough go at this new world. There was diseases here, and they couldn't get quit get the corn right. And the Native Americans, who I was taught were Indians, uh, showed up when the colonists were on death's store, and they taught the the, the colonists the secret of burying a dead fish with every kernel of corn and they had such a feast with that new fish based fertilization method that they all met roughly around harvest time and they had a big old feast together so so that's the, that's the story right that's, that's a nice story we're all told and then we're also faced with the fact that like history happened and uh, Americans uh, the, the, the settlers wiped out like 99% of the native population, yeah. But we still celebrate, you know, Thanksgiving the idea of the Native Americans and, and the colonists coming together and, and, and peace and, and, and friendship. What did you think about what I, I thought is interesting that this episode essentially just completely went in, in its own mythology? Mytholo- like, okay, like that's the official story. But what you don't know is the real truth, which is it's all bullshit and this is actually aliens. It almost makes yeah. more sense than the actual story we're told. <laughs> Does it? Huh. Um, how many fish have you buried with corn seeds and how much corn have you grown, Jim? Z- zero. Has, on there's, all accounts. there's questions. There's questions with the official narrative.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a Stargate sort of way, sure. I could buy that. The. You know, the, the sun gods uh, all joined hands on the, the planet Earth and then made a national holiday. Sure. That sounds right mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the robot pilgrims and natives were not my favorite thing about this episode. It was like, OK, I see what you're doing here, but it's not like crazy funny or anything. Uh, but no, I don't it's know. Just, it it's, I I think is it's... a piece of the whole thing. Sure. Yeah, I don't think
0: it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be like, what do you do with Thanksgiving? Because like the reality is, the reason yeah. most of us like Thanksgiving is because it's a time where we eat too much of a particular type of food that we don't really get other times of the year, stuffing and yams and things like that. And like, it's just a random day that we picked as a secular holiday, but mm-hmm. we dressed it up. With all, so like, what do you what do you do with the inherent contradictions? And I think, you know, like. This this solution is just like well we just pretend like it's uh you know we fully go into the Nick Cageification of America and it's just like it's a lot it's it's all aliens how can you be mad about aliens they don't even hate each other they came together over their hatred of of turkeys and delight at killing and eating them uh I thought sure. that was I don't know it's an interesting way to do something with a holiday that
1: a lot of especially younger Americans are increasingly seeing as problematic. Why does America have essentially two birthday celebrations? Yeah,
0: like what is that? Thanksgiving is a national day of thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, man, it, I feel like there's somebody needs to do like a, a, a oral history of how Thanksgiving got to be. Cause wasn't Abraham Lincoln? Like codified it as like the last or the fourth thanks or Thursday of
1: the November or something like that. Oh, did like, he? What an asshole. Like pick a day, pick a date. Mr. Sure. Lincoln, come right. on. Like what, what did Lincoln do besides,
0: you know, declare <laughs> Thanksgiving a national holiday? We, we've been doing this a long time. And I'm like, when did it get started? When did that initial myth get told? And like, yeah, the whole time when Americans were ginning up to kill natives, like, were we still telling that story when we we're sitting down Thanksgiving? Were we still talking just about the the fish fertilization of the of the 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 corn seed cycle? And but, but Dad, why are we killing the Comanches? That's a different different set of Indians, son. Like, I it it must have been a a fucking wild contradiction a hundred <laughs> years ago.
1: Yeah, probably so. I don't know. As a guy who didn't celebrate Thanksgiving, I learned everything uh, I know about it's the true. holiday from Adam's family. So <laughs> probably not the best guy to ask here. Well, that's the least problematic way to celebrate the Adam's family. Pro- way.
0: Probably so. Um, yeah. Because they like, you know, last episode we established they feel bad about celebrating Thanksgiving, which makes them feel good, which makes them feel <laughs> right. I, I want to talk, talk about think- why Thanksgiving now. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, obviously... There, we had a Christmas episode in the primordial history of this show five seasons ago. and had nothing to do with Christmas at the time. Yeah. But I also looked like the first couple episodes of uh, season four aired because of the contract disputes and all that stuff came out out of season for Rick and Morty and they came, it, it started airing in November. And I wonder if this was originally timed to be right around Thanksgiving and the writers or not the writers strike the covid the 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 uh the viral strike that came uh i wonder if if that
1: threw off the, the timing and now we've got this thanksgiving episode then what's the rick dependent spray episode about I, I don't know. They did two like but that, very, but that close didn't have together. anything to do. Like that. That was yeah. just literally
0: the name. Like like making a fun of the ejaculation, the
1: spraying. Right. Sure. Like, I, I I don't. And I it, don't know that that kind of an There's a lot of Independence Day shit in there, right? Like for sure. True. It's themed. Right. It seemed the, the movie, not the holiday.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. And and if 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 you go with that, then but like also like they had the giant homeless santa claus exploding over christmas episode (laughs) yeah uh and that came out in like may so sometimes you just Hmm. you know holidays are fun to talk about and i'm sure the writer's room had a lot you know discuss about like what is this fucking holiday anyway and i think that's but i don't know maybe maybe a one time is supposed to air a little bit closer to the main sequence
1: you know what's not fun to talk about the portal gun Uh, appearance portal gun right off the bat. Can we, can we declare the like portal gun conspiracy dead? It was officially dead, I think, last week, but there was a lot of, uh,
0: you know, it happened so quick. I think a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, missed it. It's like one of those things I did, yeah. And but, but yeah, like portaling, portaling's back on the menu now, boys. Yeah. I also really like, um, the particulars of this episode, like, I I don't know. I know this is Rick and Morty has done this before. Like, there's a whole episode about, like, two very smart antagonists trying to outdo each other mm-hmm. um, in, like, a heist context. But this um, dueling Ocean's Eleven style, uh, you know, I've, I usually hypnotized a turkey, but the president will think about that. And then, like, the back and forth and somehow ludicrous some of it was, like, the president smoothly saying... So naturally, we've euthanized a turkey handler this year. <laughs> like, yeah, why do you, you're you changing the whole system of? Why don't you just leave? Uh, you know, furlough the guy. You you got to
1: take him out. Apparently, apparently, he he's knows no too much. part of the process. He's seen too much, man. He knows the turkey plan. Mmm.
0: He knows the secret about the turkey eyes. I thought and all that stuff was funny. Like, you know, that I'm going to become a turkey, but. You know, you always know that uh, you know humans are face blind to turkeys because you can't tell them apart, and uh, <laughs> the you know the turk Turk Turkization of the troops I thought was funny because um, you know they're in- inserting this chip that uh, they they say it's like this is going to be important later. I I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm a sucker for that stuff that's lampshaded like that. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just really funny because the funny thing is it's like 90 percent of what actually happens in the movies. Like if you watch Tenet, Tenet is like one of the worst examples of like exposition where they almost stop and tell you remember this because there's going to be a scene of Denzel Washington's kid walking backwards and about 45 minutes from now it's going to blow your fucking mind and you're not going to remember if you don't remember at the <laughs> fucking backwards time oxygen molecules and I, I, I just I don't know I think it's really funny.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the animations they do when they Turkify people are great, especially the president. They really go all out when they turkify the president. And it's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's what I imagine the worst of transporter accidents in Star Trek would be. Oh, the, and like
0: he stri- strikes to Jeff Goldblum, f- the fly, like inside a teleporter pr- pu- uh, pose. Does
1: he? I didn't uh, notice that. That's awesome.
0: I think so. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's the case where he's kind of like crouching naked and his hand, their hands are kind of like twisted. And I, yeah, you you're know. totally right now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were going <laughs> for that, which I, I, I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, I also there's a lot of stuff like uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of social commentary in this, like the mm-hmm. soldiers um, like b- going inside the turkeys and they instantly start being like needlessly antagonistic, like to grab the turkey. Like, what's up with you scumbag? Get out of my face, turkey wobble neck. It's like, Jesus Christ, the turkeys are just here to be pardoned, man. You're not at war with all the turkeys. You're at war with Rick. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, maybe that's a good segue to talk about. um I felt a little bit the Timothy Oliphant stuff. First of all, if you didn't know, Timothy Oliphant is the badass marine turkey, uh, the, the, the the turkey alpha one, whatever you want to call him. Uh, big year for Mr. Oliphant for uh, cameos. He, he got the big. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, the Good Place cameo. Mm-hmm. He's in Rick and Morty. Uh, last year, he was in the, the Deadwood movie, big cameo in that one. Well, they canceled um, Santa Clarita Diet, so he's got to go do something. Right, he's got, he's got, he's got to get in. We got to get our oliphant some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like portraying these, I don't know. It's very. It's, this is very kind of Team America South Parky, where it's like it felt like the criticism was aimed at the individuals rather than institutions. Like, is it Timothy's? Oliphant's fault that he is so bought into this system <laughs> that he defends the president who can't be held responsible for how the way the country spends its money buying missiles instead of providing him healthcare mm-hmm. like I don't know I felt like it was a little bit like these people are just too fucking stupid um which you know I
1: sometimes that's I did- fair but sometimes yeah it's it's Maybe generalizing a bit um, because I know that there are people who certainly, you know, wear fucking camo hats and listen to country music who are not this stupid, not even close. Uh Um, Oh, for sure. But I mean, you know, taking things to extremes is what comedy can be all about also. So I yeah, it's it's tough, you know, Um, because they are they are painting with the stereotype brush here. And it can come off as offensive, certainly, to some people. I, I don't know. Well, it's
0: not offensive. It, yeah, I'm not going to say it's offensive. It's more of like who, you know, when when because we, we've talked about this a bunch of podcasts, like what's punching up versus punching down, mm-hmm. like punching. You know, if I say Dan Harmon's a fat sack of shit uh, and he's start dying his beard because he looks like a homeless person, that's mean. But <laughs> sure Dan Harmon's a multimillionaire with like powerful people on call. And, you know, like, it, like are like, that's me punching up. Um, you know, Dan Harmon responds to me on Twitter, he's punching down. <laughs> um, okay, Yes, yeah. but, but, like, so, like, if the target is the people being taken advantage of in the system who are asked to go put their bodies through a meat grinder in war and then come back and be shittily taken care of, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's usually Rick and Morty, I feel like, is I don't want to uh, harp on this because I know it's not a fun conversation, but, like, I don't know, like, um, I felt like there could have been maybe some more shots at the government or the president or like even like what they did with the country music like to show how kind of like shallow and bankrupt like you know pop uh, country music is today like i like
1: that that's well, pretty it's very it,
0: similar to like bo uh burnham's pandering stuff but but
1: yeah i mean i i, I don't know the some of the country music i, I really thought the song was funny um, but but the lyrics are definitely like making fun of a culture that likes that music too, right? Like w- yeah, when you're yeah. talking about you know being being pregnant, and having a pickup truck, and only choosing one of those. Like, it, yeah, it's it, I, I don't yeah. know, I don't know how to feel about that stuff because I'm not in that demographic, and I don't want to like be seen as maybe punching that's what down, it, right? Yeah,
0: maybe that's because I I'm definitely you know um from the poor white trash demographic, so. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it it definitely I guess it hits a little a little, little bit different you know but uh, anyway that was the the one thing I I thought was a little little out of touch or felt kind of mean spirited and, and came yeah. down to like but it's like it's like I can also see it
1: being very funny too um, and, and that's as, the thing you know, right at the same time like. there are people who think this absolutely there are people who behave exactly like this show portrayed them and those people are deserving of the ridicule that they get so yeah you know it's it's hard to say like like, are are they trying to say this is how everyone who you know looks and talks this way is or are they trying to say like Mm. this particular stripe of person deserves this ridicule yeah. Or are they trying to say none of yeah, that? Be- It is just a funny thing that they can, you know, put on the screen because they do that sometimes, too. It would be interesting because, like, you know, Timothy Olyphant, I think, is most
0: famous for me anyway, for being on Justified and Justified was widely praised as like, you know, uh, avoiding all of those kind of stereotypes. Like, it's about a bunch of poor white trash doing a bunch of, you know, crim- criminal shit and drug shit and shit kicking hillbilly shit. But like they always treated the and protagonist antagonist with a certain amount of respect and nobility, because they're not really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they have accents that are widely lampooned as being unintelligent, but they're actually very smart. I felt like, I don't know, there there should have been a way to like let some of Timothy Oliphant's intelligence infuse this character. So he's deluded, sure, but he's not stupid. Yeah. Um and I felt like, you know, especially with the, like I said, it's, it, it is kind of funny to country music stuff. The pregnant girl, the the pickup truck, <laughs> right. uh, the future NASCAR baby, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a fine line. But anyway, I feel like I've, I've talked about that stuff a
1: little bit too much. Um, I mean, the episode, yeah, really goes, goes at those people, um, especially at the end, right? um in in the stinger where the guy turns it basically has all these turkey habits he's eating blueberries off the floor of the supermarket and he's like i'm not paying for his health care uh yeah yeah
0: it's uh post turkey stress disorder is what he's uh having (laughs) it's poorly understood by doctors right now yeah and like said it's like that's the thing where like i think that's effective satire is like you know now you're Mm -hmm. actually getting to the heart of it which is everybody wants to support the troops until it starts costing money. And I don't think that it's like, it's weirdly like a political thing. Like I think most Mm -hmm. Americans want to, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. There's guys that, and and gals that have missing limbs for God's sake, or missing chunks of their psyche. We need to make them as whole as we can and keep taking care of their, all their, all their life because you know, they, Mm -hmm. they answered the bell, whether you agree with what they were doing or not. Like, you know, that was part of the deal. We're going to do this and then you take care of us and then not do that. So and there was a little bit of like that's the things like Dan, neither Dan nor Justin understand politics. So it's all about like congressional raises and stuff. But there's a little bit of that about like, you know, if the hogs are kept fed, then there's going to be no bubbles, no troubles. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it I felt just it, it, it didn't it wasn't quite as sharp as it could have been the, the criticism there. Gotcha.
1: How, how did you think they did with the Charlie Kaufman criticism? I mean, it's <laughs> pretty funny. Like, it's yeah.
0: you know, like if, if Charlie Kaufman was given the assignment to do a Thanksgiving movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like he would absolutely turn it into a navel gazing, neurotic for sure. Uh, autobiographical attempt of him to do this impossible thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's adaptation, but, but it's yeah.
1: about Thanksgiving.
0: Uh which then that's the thing i i think that's where like people start to point like is this a little bit family guy where you've got the like a thing which is adaptation which is funny and mm-hmm. like thanksgiving at it's like where you're but like on the other hand it's a 3 second visual gag that's going on it's like it's also right. funny that like jerry would tune into that during thanksgiving vacation you know d- during thanksgiving meal like he he's like really excited about Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Charlie, you know, Charlie Kaufman's doing. Yeah, you know, I really like his stuff. And, and he's doing a Thanksgiving movie. We got to watch it. It's almost like the jokes at his expense. Oh, sorry. It's Wizard of Oz. That, that's my fault. Oh, but it's it's a it's it's. But they're, they're, you're right. But they're, they are
1: airing it at Thanksgiving because it's like a holiday movie. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know when they air Wizard of Oz, but yes, it is playing during Thanksgiving dinner. And Jerry's making a point of watching it. Uh, so like I said it it feels like it's more of like Jerry's stupid than and also yeah it's a three (laughs) second gag also I think writers uh, understand the the trials and tribulations of being a writer I would not be surprised if a lot of these writers very much like Charlie Kaufman's stuff because it gets at the heart of the difficulty of what they do sometimes Um, oh yeah they, they know what they're doing right they're making fun this is like punching yourself. This isn't punching up or down. It's like haha, this is funny, but we do this on a daily basis. Oh,
0: 100%. They have to, especially since like you said it's you know, it's like writing is very hard, but it's also not digging ditches. Sure. Um and like that Kaufman stuff is like expert at just you know, making writing seem like it is that like Herculean task. And it's yeah. It's and and torture, I can tell. Right? Yeah. Like the Dan Harmon has to like, he's the one that's like, I hate writing. I love having written. Yeah. <laughs> like when it's over and people are telling me how good it is. I love that. But like, God, writing itself sucks. I fucking hate it. No one mm-hmm. should do it. Um And it feels <laughs> very much like a, a Kaufman ask thing. Yeah. um, what do you think of, uh, us losing New York city or perhaps the entire state itself to France.
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah, he sold New York to France and, and gave that money to Congress, made him the most popular president ever. Uh, that fell right on Congress
0: with about 600 Americans or so. Oh Um, yeah. 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 Did you think, do you think that that'll become part of the continuity of the show? No, I don't think so. You don't think we'll go to the New York City and there'll be, like, French flags hanging and, like, the, the Statue <laughs> of Liberty is replaced with
1: a giant uh, sta- uh, Eiffel Tower or some shit like that? I mean, it'd be funny, but we do have the president, Keith David, back at the end of this, right? Like, we he's, do, he's but not like going to go you, through. Can with... you take backseas? Is it like oh, you I'm sure. three
0: business days to reconsider a contract at the international level?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the lemon law. Uh, France is actually <laughs> returning it because it's defective <laughs>
0: oh yeah they looked yeah they took a look under the hood once they got the <laughs> once they got our finances and stuff started oh this is this is a money pit we don't want it
1: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: um uh yeah i don't i don't know the uh the president in turkey we talked about the transformation process but like mm-hmm. like what's a super smart turkey in a president's body look like Mm-hmm. And I started trying to think about like, you know, and cause like they do like, he's got like a half waddle and he's got turkey, <laughs> like a little miniature turkey feather spray over his butt. But like, how does that work? Yeah. If you injected a turkey with human DNA, they would understand. But it's like, yeah, I've, I've, I was thinking about the concept too much.
1: Well, I um, was, I, I was thinking about it in the lead up. I'm I'm like, okay, I see what's happening here. I know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to turn this turkey back right. into a human. But what is that going to look like? And I was imagining all the ways that could go, um, you know, having seen stuff like the fly, and I, I guess the way they went is not where my head went, but I enjoyed it. I thought, you, yeah. it's like the most interesting way to go, right? Because you can't just make him a human that, that clucks all the time, right, or gobbles all the time, right. or whatever. That, that's not funny, that's not interesting, but if you can make him talk and have a turkey agenda, that's pretty good. Right. Uh so I was pleasantly surprised by what they came up with.
0: Yeah, it has it has to kind of go that that way. Mm-hmm. Um I also thought so we didn't talk about the the funniest I thought the funniest framing device was the fact that apparently Rick this is not just the first time he's done this. Like they keep on expanding the story of Rick mm-hmm. and the President's adventures together which might get around to breaking canon eventually. I don't I don't know how much they care <laughs> about that stuff. It's like if they if if canonically the president is a man baby, then, you know, like, so be it. You know, they're 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 fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, like, Rick has faked himself becoming a turkey every year since he's moved into the Smiths uh, to get out of all the crimes he commits,
1: I thought was uh-huh. a hilarious concept. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. They, they really used every part of the bird in this episode, right? They They dissected the it, turkey and pulled apart everything the wishbone came in like all of that stuff oh was my great. god
0: the wishbone predator mm-hmm. uh i wish for me <laughs> to explode <laughs> yeah. instead of having an explosive device um that shit's funny and also it's a subtle like world building they're doing like when uh the president and rick get ran naked ran off naked from the white house and they regroup at rick's you know defense mm-hmm. bunker house uh, Rick is like intimating that the president's bit like he's got a full set of the president's clothes. Like this mm. happens like <laughs> half the Thanksgivings and every other Tuesday. I like that. Like they keep building again. I don't know if it makes literal sense because I think you're supposed to understand that Rick met the president the first time during the you know Buldorp Mister Buldorp's episode, uh, the Show Me What You Got episode, right? I, I think so. But it's like Rick says, you know, when Jerry's like asking questions about like, how many times you've done this, Rick? It's like, well, I guess every, uh, once a year, ever since I've moved in and think real close about how you answer that question, Jerry. <laughs> um, I, I thought I wonder if that was the writers talking themselves or it's like, good Lord, if we say that he's been doing this for 15 years, fans are going to start like assembling a spreadsheet and doing math. Like, yeah. we have to be very careful about what we say about these characters and our timelines or we're going to start putting ourselves in, you know, metaphorical handcuffs.
1: You know, I, OK, well, let me ask you about this, because I I sometimes diverge from the general fandom's feelings about episodes. Certainly. Sure. Uh, I think a lot of people are really down on season five right now, as as best I can tell. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think this has been a fine season a fine season overall Mm -hmm. i have i have very few complaints but like do do you think they need to try and appease a fandom that is actively turning on them that is like every week they are getting like more and more up their own asses more and more toxic more and more uh willing to just like tear apart an episode if it isn't the best thing they've ever seen if it's just you know it's all the notes right that, if it's not a if it's should. not
0: better than the best rick and morty episode then it's a piece of shit
1: right uh, what what i don't know if you're a writer in this situation because i don't want to try and speak for the writers that are currently writing the show but if you're a writer are what is what is your feeling on the obligation you have to a fandom that is actively cannibalizing you <laughs> Man,
0: I don't, I was thinking that myself too, because when I was watching this the second time, I noticed that this is like, this is a Pickle Me This uh, episode, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you expect from a uh, Pickle Me This? Like, you know, I'm Tiny Rick, I'm Pickle Rick, I'm Turkey Rick, we didn't get it, I'm Turkey Rick. No, we didn't. And I feel like this is, that sort of answers your question a little bit, that the writers themselves are kind of weary of the shtick and having to do the shtick for the shtick state, state, you know, like Mm -hmm. the- Getting swifty. Like i they talked about like how that's a narcotic. Like you like, you know, you lean into this sh- you're like, let's get swifty, and it's on t-shirts and you got a Rick plush head saying it, and like it's it's like the Bartman, right? It's this big but then like once that wave uh recedes, it's just like decide, you know, like now the 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 other side of the addiction where like you're losing teeth and you're you're skinny and and you're driving off all your intelligent fans and it's a real balancing act of like always trying to do better because I think they do I think they I think they don't go in there and be like hey you know what this is a uh, pandemic season let's just phone it in who get the fuck cares <laughs> right um to to, to do to, to keep doing the same thing but you got to do it better you can't repeat yourself but you got to repeat yourself a little bit because the mm-hmm. fan likes the hist- the fans like the history and you got to have merch. It's a real problem and I think that now the midpoint of Rick and Morty's run is probably the time where the creative team probably needs to focus on what makes them happy yeah. and what they think is funny because like that's what got them there and you mm-hmm. know the the random dumbasses and the random podcasters on Reddit and Apple you know podcast directory whatever it's like we 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 don't matter and there's a there's a really interesting thing there's a thread on the rick and morty reddit where someone took screenshots of like commentary from i forget oh last year the train conductor episode Mm -hmm. the story the story conductor where someone's like rick is like omnipotent he's op he's a god he can't be hurt he can't be plausibly countered this is boring and predictable blah 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 and then side by side, a screenshot from criticism of today where they're like, Rick has been nerfed. Rick can't do shit anymore. <laughs> Rick is taken yeah. advantage of. By- and it's like, you know what? Uh, this, this reminds me a lot of the, the classic Simpsons episode where they're trying to figure out the, a new character for uh, uh, itchy and scratchy and they want to have a dog. And they're like asking the kids what they want. And they're like, you know, we want a relatable character who's cool, but he's anti-authority, but he also has a good message and educate. It's like, <laughs> y- you know, no one knows what the hell they want. They just are. They're just not happy because this isn't the best Rick and Morty, I think.
1: Yeah. And also, it's impossible to appease an entire audience um, You 100%. because one person's best episode ever is going to be another person's worst episode ever. Um, right. It's just it's not doable. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think as long as like it, uh, almost ignore the audience, you know, like if your mm-hmm. rating starts slipping and because c- that's the ultimate indicator, right? Like, yes, are people watching the show? And if they're watching the show, regardless of what they do and say on the Internet, they're still interested enough in what you're doing to tune in every week and spend their time on it. So watch those yeah. numbers. Maybe don't so much watch, you know, the dissection of every episode on Reddit. Because that yeah. is, boy, that is just a barrel of sludge right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as people as people that do an hour long podcast on a thirty minute cartoon show about Space Dicks, yeah, you can definitely overanalyze the show, and it, yeah. it takes away something from it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's because I've seen this before with like the Walking Dead community, like it fractured several times throughout its lifetime. But did that show really took a major turn in tone between like the first season or two and like you know the middle seasons to the end season so like it did really transform itself in a way that like i don't know the rick and morty you know what it is it's like rick and morty just i think is starting to not be the it show like the massive cultural phenomenon the like riots at mcdonald's over szechuan sauce Mm -hmm. kind of (laughs) phenomenon um the like the Simpsons at the Bartman height of it. it it's it's not yeah. that anymore. But I don't know that that's the show's fault. Like we're pop culture zombies, man. We just like find the first you know still wi- still warm corpse. We tear into it, consume it to skeletonize it, and then
1: we move on for the next one, right? Yeah, the um, same thing happened to uh Stranger Things. I mean, it happens to every show, right? It's like yeah, and it happens faster and faster these days because a) there's more television, more excellent television being produced than any time in history, period. And also the internet has like perfected this consumption machine where it dissects every little bit of it. And then it spits out the fandom into another show, whatever's the hotness now. And the old show is forgotten. So yeah, yeah. you, you might be right. It might just be like a cyclical thing and maybe, it, you know, I think Rick and Morty has managed to capture mind share far longer than a lot of shows have. Um, yeah, I know shows that like burst onto the scene, have one great season and then fade off into obscurity. So the fact oh, that they've 100%. gotten four or five seasons out of this thing already and, you know, I, I think it shows signs of slowing, but I don't think it's like uh, an off show or anything, um, or, not, or totally it, forgotten. Like people are still definitely talking about it. It's just, you know, yeah. it's not what it was in season three. Right. Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to say season
0: five is the best so far, but like, I don't think it's been like a huge steep fall off. It's just not a a breath of fresh air because it's been on for five seasons. It's going to be on for five more. And And it has a other thing is like a lot of this stuff is you got to understand, like Harmon's a pretty controversial figure on the Internet and he has a lot of like Mm -hmm. fan like, you know, people that like. He, he he draws his fair share of hate i think that like i saw these narratives being formed the second they signed a seven-year deal
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my
0: god you're giving these people all this money and they're just going to sell out and they're going to hire new writers even though they've hired new writers literally every fucking season they've done this show mm-hmm. and i just yeah like I, I think some of this is just going to shake out because it's no longer the it show people kind of hate you know they like to hate on se- but but on the other hand yeah it's also different because Rick and Morty is no longer this crazy show that that was like spread word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. So, yeah. Um, What else we want to talk? Oh, have we ever found out that the president's name is President Curtis?
1: Uh, is that a new
0: piece of world building?
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not the the deep well of presidential lore.
0: Yeah, me either. But I thought, like, I I noticed he had a name. He's no longer Mister President. He's President Curtis. Uh, a time or two. Gotcha. Um, oh, here's a here's something to talk about. At walkers.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed the younger fans do call them a t a t? Okay, okay. I'm going to put up a defense of younger fans here. Like, if you're a, pr- a oh, prequel, oh,
0: the world's oldest
1: millennial is going to speak uh-huh. from your defense. <laughs> I see. Okay, I'm let's, here to let's speak. Hear it. What do you show me the like very quick pithy way to pronounce ATST? Well, okay, you got you got (laughs)
0: those are chicken walkers, you know, obviously, right? Right. That's my defense.
1: It's an ATST, and there's no other way to say it. I I get like wanting to reduce it to at at. That makes sense. But what at street? That's not a thing. Atst.
0: No, they probably just call it like, a, a, a chicken walker scout, but they, that's because that's the thing is, like, my my argument is going to be, like, the, imper- the, the Empire is a military organization and they're going to do what mm-hmm. all military organizations do, which is come up with catchy acronyms that they can pronounce and start pronouncing them, you know, like, and in, it doesn't have to make literal sense, you know, like Humvee, uh... <laughs> Scuba, see, like, but if if it says if it says, yeah. says at a soldier's going to say at at, and I feel like that's what it would be called. Universe, like, no one, no fucking grunt in the Empire would be like, that's an at at, <laughs> yeah. At-at. The Fair. atst is a little bit is
1: a little bit of a of a problem because yeah, it confuses the issue. Uh, right. it, I don't know. I call them altering armor transports every time, every time all train armored transports, wow. You go, like, fucking put on the black tie, go formal with it, damn. Yeah, I don't want to be identified as as one of those younger Star Wars fans. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, but I have noticed, that's one of those things, like, I have noticed that divide, and Rick and Morty comment down is pretty funny. Yeah, Unlicensed that was pretty Ad-Walker. incisive. For sure. Yeah. Um, What else do we need to talk about? The FDR um, spider,
1: can we... Is that a thing yeah. you want to talk about? Because I, I, I don't know. This felt like very sort of out of nowhere. But you know, of of a piece, it's. I think it's like the last time that we had an adventure with the president. Or not the last
0: time, but like, yeah, when we were fighting through the White House, and you, you had like FDR's or Woodrow Wilson's dead hooker storage, and mm-hmm. you had all these different like presidential nightmares, kind of like like. Fi- I, it's kind of funny, and like when also like. Well, he's the experimental recipient of a polio vaccine. And we thought, yeah. what's the thing that walks the most? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, it's pretty funny.
0: Like, also, you know, we like, thought, let's like, give like, an
1: experimental drug to the president first. That makes the sense. fucking
0: president who's yeah. already stricken by. polio. No, right. it's it's just really funny. Like, like, it reduces, like, scientific research, to like a bong hit session. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. All right. All right. What's got the most legs, guys? What walks the most? I think it's like, obviously, wouldn't you snake DNA, that thing walks the least. Oh, no. So <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's really funny. Uh, the fact that he's down there and I, I, I look forward to seeing more horrors. In fact, that could be like an, an a decent IDC. Um, like, imagine like President Curtis as like um, Rod Sterling in the Twilight Zone. Like walking you through the five most shocking secrets of the White House. Yeah. And they're all like little two or three minute vignettes of the shit, shit that the ex-presidents and, and their, their terrible things are, are getting up to. I think that would be funny. He could be the Dean
1: Kane of Ripley's Believe It or Not in, in, in interdimensional <laughs> cable form. I'd love it. Um, why couldn't he be the Jonathan Frakes? He could be the John. He could be the William Shatner of <laughs> of what's William yeah. Shatner's show that does that. I can't even remember. Yeah. Didn't
0: Rathakon didn't Ricardo Multiball to do a, a stint on. No, like, did he? God, they love the sign. They love getting the sci-fi guys to host those things because guess what? Fat, sweaty nerds watch that shit. It's true. Uh, I watched it. It's true. I, yeah, I am that fat, sweaty nerd. How like that's other things like how many monuments are left in Washington now? Oof, we've, they destroyed the lincoln memorial the liberty bell the constitution mm-hmm. the washington memorial mm-hmm. um it's pretty like independence day did a more thorough job of destroying
1: washington dc but, but rick and morty's <laughs> getting there in piecemeal it's true yeah i mean the whole the whole uh, square there is on fire at the end man they're fighting in the pool uh, i, I don't oh, know the names of, oh, of any of these i'm sure the pool has like a specific name and i should know I that think as it's American. called the reflecting pool yeah ref- oh it's yeah the they where, say it in uh, the episode
0: yeah where where uh, forrest gump uh, runs across to jenny uh, <laughs> yep it is funny that the president like one of the president's uh, uh secret knowledge is where the backup wrench <laughs> fountain wrench is, is is stored
1: and where the backup backup one I do always um, love that in Rick and Morty when they reduce like these super beings to just this just petty stripped down to the waist kind of fight, right? like they're both coming at each other with wrenches. One's a turkey man, one's the president of the United States. They do this with Rick all the time, where like it, oh, it, it, a lot of times when he's it. fighting himself right or or you know he'll fight
0: some the Stephen big Colbert
1: bad. tiny teeny universe version of himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, kicking himself in the dick and, like, poking eyes. It's, like, Three Stooges-type shit when he's, like, the yeah. most powerful being in the universe.
0: Yeah, this, I, I like when he goes mono. I, I do wonder if they will overuse that, though, because, like, if every mm-hmm. single climactic fight with uh, a Rick adversary ends up in, like, essentially the last five minutes of Commando... Right. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't... It feels like a, a, a pony a trick pony that you could use too, too often
1: mm-hmm.
0: for sure. But I think I don't know that's all I here. got to say about
1: this episode. You got anything more? Uh, do turkeys sleep in trees? I'm with Morty. I, like I said, I don't know anything about turkeys. Uh, do they sleep in trees? I think that's true. I'm actually on vacation
0: this week. That's like, if, if the audio sounds a little weird, that's probably why. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm using my full professional gear, but it's all scaled down to my, car i'm I'm recording in a car on an island in lake michigan (laughs) uh and there's a ton of wild turkeys i've seen like 20 different wild turkeys wow Uh, and i can confirm that they fly okay cool wild turkeys do fly i I saw one like fly like uh, maybe he's in ground effect i'd have to see like did he actually technically fly i saw (laughs) i don't know about them sleeping in trees it makes
1: perfect sense all right well check check tonight while they're sleeping do turkeys sleep at night i don't even know they might be they might be that's when they they do
0: their 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 dirty deeds yeah i've only seen turkeys during the day i never them what's that crepuscular i don't think they're crepuscular nocturnal
1: uh yeah maybe i i don't know check check tonight and report back next week on the turkey situation out there all right we'll do let's get to the feedback section we? yeah
0: if you like to send feedback to us, it's really easy. You just got to tune in your dimensional transceiver to Rick and Morty at baldmove.com. Press send and uh, there you have it. This week, we got Judah from New Jersey. Says, I feel like this episode is a much needed return to form, i.e. nude Rick and Morty emulating an arachnid FDR, which probably will be featured in an upcoming nightmare of mine. And it's my favorite episode of the season by far. I feel like the show, has gotten to a point that a lot of my favorite shows do, and the pressure to maintain a high level makes mediocre episodes look like absolute stinkers, and it becomes harder to just enjoy the show. But as long as we get some classic episodes now and then, I'm happy. All I need now is a banger interdimensional cable episode, and I'll be satisfied with the season. Also, today I learned that turkeys sleep in trees, so the show's educational, too. <laughs> Until next time, feel thankful and keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Judah. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know if judah did the due diligence to open wikipedia and do a basic fat turkey fact uh, i couldn't or be bothered he, or he did the uh oh that's an interesting fact rick and morty wouldn't lie to me i'm just oh. going to integrate that into my 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 operating <laughs> system of the world oh judah no <laughs> No, I don't know. There's no, there's the, I don't know whether he did it, to, whether he acquired knowledge the right way or the wrong way. I hope it's um, the former. Yeah. Cause boy, that's the wrong way. On the other hand, the risk of, uh, you believing that Turkey sleep in trees, having an adverse effect in your 21st century life, um, probably low, probably pretty low. Um, but I, yeah. I think he touches on something that we were talking about too, that like when you have a great show, like uh, a a great a good episode can feel bad because it's just every every episode is just so good that like one Mm -hmm. that's just kind of and we saw this with one of the greatest shows breaking bad like do you remember in that final season i felt like we were managing people's expectations left right and center like if there was an episode that was mostly talky it's like oh my god where's all the box cutters where's the barrels of acid where's the tension where's the like motherfucker they got to generate the tension which comes from the characters and the characters come from the talking and if you don't do the one you don't get the other um yeah I and that's like one of the best shows of all time so like people having existential crisis of Rick and Morty it makes it makes a lot of sense but like whoo I hope they can avoid that how do you avoid that tension in a writer's room like the knowledge that like
1: literally all the, the eyes of the world are, are <laughs> on you to make them laugh hard 23 minutes a week well, the Olympics are going on right now, and I guess Simone Biles hurt herself somehow. Um, Holy shit, I've been in an Olympic black hole. Um, and, and, and so, like, the the Americans came in second in, like, the floor routine or whatever. I, I don't know, gymnastics, whatever they do in the Olympics. Uh, and and I, I couldn't help but think, like, the, the, the media losing their shit over the Americans winning silver for the first time in, like almost two decades is since the Soviets ex- gave us a run for the money yeah. it's yeah. exactly this right it's like you your expectations are so damn high you've been winning for so long that you know once you come down off your Charlie Sheen cocaine infused uh tiger binge you're done like you 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 just think like everything you're you're seeing the world with world glasses again and it's not as you know, wild and crazy as you thought it was. So yeah, it's going to feel not like it felt before, but that's, I don't know. Why, why would you get upset about winning silver? Why would you get upset about a show putting out an episode that is like funny, but not the funniest thing you've ever seen? I, it's,
0: you know, this is very interesting because like Isaiah Thomas wrote about this and like, so why, why is it uncommon for great championship teams to repeat? Like the ones that do are the exception. Like you think of the Patriots in the two thousands, you sure. think of like Michael Jordan, the night, like, yeah. but why is it? Cause you've got these people who just won a fucking championship. They obviously has chemistry. Why can't they just run it back the next year? He called it the disease of more, mm-hmm. the fact that in the off season like it's such a huge high to win this thing and everybody's great, but like how do you and 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 you've spent your entire career to win the n b a finals right and you got the trophy? How do you get it up again next year? How do you make sure yeah. that everyone feels valued this from from the 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 starters down to the the twelfth the twelfth man I think that's a fans how do you how do you do that stuff it's disease of more like the guys like they want more they want more money they want more fame they want more attention from the media they start squabbling and bickering um and i found like too, just as, as a fan the most fun i ever had in my life as a colts fan was like in 95 96 where we were like a nine and seven team and probably playing ourselves into the playoffs and no one expected us and once we started like winning playoffs and getting to the cha- the the AFC championship every year and especially once we won a Super Bowl, well shit, the regular season just became like the preseason. The postseason <laughs> became the season, and if you didn't win the Super Bowl, it's a fucking this is this what why it's garbage. Why did I even watch 20 games? It's ridiculous yeah. though, right? But I think it's that disease of more. That everyone wants yep. bigger and better and real life is not is not a perpetual joy machine you know there's like there's there's just it doesn't work that way
1: yeah i mean you see this in everything right it's 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 power creep in in ccgs and video games like uh you know world of warcraft it's not going to be the same if you're fighting at level 60 for the entirety of this what two d- decade and a half two decade run at this point i don't know right they, they gotta yeah. they gotta up the levels they gotta they gotta make everything bigger and cooler and more powerful and flashier why even
0: playing yeah, yeah.
1: um and, and that's i mean that's just gonna happen it's it's not even something that i blame people for for having that attitude toward it's just something that naturally happens because those serotonin hits or whatever you're getting from whatever you're doing at the time, just don't hit like they do, uh, forever. If, unless you, you know, up the ante. So do you think that they have, um, cause this reminds
0: me of when you're talking about power creep, um, Rick being OP versus being kind of brought down to earth, like being deep, being nerfed this season. Do you think that there's actually something they're doing from a clever storytelling point of view? Because I, I know that like one of the things that people, um, have a problem with a therapy uh or like if they get on medication that like mitigates like their mood swings or something there's off there's often this this uh idea uh that like that like i needed that that edge to be whatever or a lot of creative types like they need drugs or alcohol so they can do the hard charlie kaufman writing stuff sure and there's been a lot less hiccuping and like drunken behavior from Rick. Do you think that the, one of the things they're trying to do here is that like maybe Rick thinks that about himself that like he thinks that he needed the, the booze and all that stuff. And now that he's giving that up to be a better person, that he's lost a little bit of his personal power. That'll be a plot point. Or do you think that this is just Rick and Morty
1: trying to figure out a stable way for Rick to be for five more seasons? Wow. That's a good question because like, I I struggle to find a way that they tell that story without making the point Rick was better when he was drunk. <laughs> right? Like Because the fans just want crazy, fun adventures with Rick, and if you start to say, hey, Rick's adventures aren't as crazy or as dangerous or whatever or as self-destructive because he's sober, because he's sober the fans are going to go, well, I don't like it as much bring drunk rick back and that's well, that's not something i want the show to say no and it's it's
0: also day because you could also like do you buy into that like you know like oh uh, you know if, uh, if rick doesn't have his alcohol then you know if, if dan's not drinking you know a fucking exactly. liter of vodka night then how do you how do you is it even a rick and Morty's writer writing room Right, um, but i also think that that's that. that's a common that's a common feeling that people have and like this seems like the yeah. type of show that would deal because like you know maybe and I'm trying to think, because you're right, the thing that you don't usually have is because, like, if you got a, someone like this in your family mm-hmm. and they're always getting drunk and cause a bunch of problems, um, in their head, they might like, well, I'm, for my personal so-, but, like, everyone around them is like, well, you're killing yourself, and you're causing a whole bunch of problems, like, we would prefer you sober, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the fans, like, there's no, you know, like, I guess your fans, are, the fans of Rick and Morty are like Rick's college buddies that missed the fact that he's drinking. I wonder <laughs> if they can do something, like, where Rick is more and more a solid citizen, but Beth, especially like the space Beth, is like more and more the omnipotent Rick, and like, they tell a story by the end of this thing of like them that the, the, that like Rick helps her, like, f- find some kind of level of normality that she can function in so it's not, you know, it's like so, I, 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 I feel like I'm not articulating this very well um, well, it's tough
1: because like all because, these Because you lead. do
0: need some character. Like maybe it's Morty goes uh-huh. evil, or it's Beth goes evil, or Summer. She's got a lot of big evil Rick energy. You have someone in the Smith family and Sanchez family rampaging, but it's not Rick. And maybe they make that part of his character growth.
1: I don't know. I mean, look, comedy in 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 basic pitch sitcoms comes a lot of the times from pathos from. Uh, degeneracy from all, all sure. of the negative qualities of people like if you just have a happy healthy home life there isn't a lot of comedy to be mined from that so it's true when we're talking about a comedy show there's probably always going to be some thing you could point out with his family and say that is extremely unhealthy I, uh-huh. it, but the show also wants to deal with those things so I don't know how they get to the finish line of this show and say something profound about it maybe maybe that's the thing maybe they just wait you know wait until later in the show and then they don't care so much if the people lose interest if the audience loses interest because the show's over now it's time to make a statement about everything that they've seen and if they can do that in some way that like not necessarily recontextualizes everything we saw before, but impresses upon people who were rooting for Rick to be drunk and sloppy, uh, dangerous, destructive Rick, uh, uh, if it can impress upon those people that that is not a healthy way of being, and you shouldn't feel bad for liking that part of Rick, but you should also not be rooting for people in the real world to be that kind of person. Yeah. You know? it could
0: Or maybe it's like, um, a madman kind of thing. Cause like, you know what brought you me into madman is how cool Don Draper was. Sure. He's fucking all the good looking women. He's cucking all the dudes in the boardroom. He's master. But like, the more you learn about Don, the less cool that looks. And by the end of the season, like I think, you know, most people are like, Whenever he would, like, uh, take a woman to bed, it's not like, oh, man, look how cool. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go again. He's doing the same fucking thing. Yeah. And you're rooting for him by the end to no longer be, like, the powerful in-command Dontre, but you just want him to be happy or at least, like, like not blow his brains out or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Rick's the same way. It's like, yeah, you're brought in by his power and his mystique and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you just want to see the guy be happy, you yeah. know? And, and what does that look like so like i don't know maybe we'll, we'll don draper this bitch basically who, who knows <laughs> yeah we'll see anyway uh that's it we just had the one piece of email we made it a bit of a, me- a meal uh thank you for that judah and if you would like to send us uh some some thoughts that you'd like to hear us opine on uh or suggest some topics or just have an observation about rick and morty send that to rick and morty at dot com, and we will consider it for the next podcast which by the way. Uh, we got uh, we got one coming out next week that actually came out three weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> right uh, through some kind of accidental Amazon ingestion leak. So I know a lot of you probably have already seen it. I'm looking forward to see it uh, for the first time and uh, we'll have lots to talk about. That'll be next week uh, on the I guess uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get another um, uh, intro uh, or, or credit sequence sequence because apparently this is the Voltron episode that was teased in the uh uh the the, the, the credit sequence yeah jesus how many times is it gonna say credit sequence in an outro uh <laughs> we're about to roll the credit sequence for this year podcast no stingers until next week i'm aaron and
1: i'm jim see ya pickle me this is distributed and produced by bald move All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack, available from Sub Pop Records. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at patreon.com slash baldmove to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media, at baldmove. See you next time.